In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1968, this is album 75. Lady Soul by Aretha. Franklin. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go into <laughs> oh, oh, my voice. <laughs> I don't know how Vince McMahon does it. It couldn't possibly be steroids. Okay, let's listen to K Rob. K R O B. Remember, this whole show is parody. All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob. K R O B. Now, we all know in Goldilocks, it wasn't too big or too small. It was just right. But sometimes big is just right. Oh, yeah. Aaron claims he'd never exchange. Aaron explained he'd never change his tool. The five inches long, yeah. Yes. Ooh, I like the soul. I around. was good with life. Until Aaron told me he's built like a chef's knife. Now when I'm in, yeah. My kitchenette. My wife grabs the big knife. Oh no. And I just shake my head. <laughs> Wait, what else rhymes with the But he never changed. <laughs> yeah, Aaron explained. <laughs> well, he always claims he'd never change his tool. He'd never change his tool. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest it's much I would more about love the one you're with than being anything else. It's, it's been with me 41 years. I mean, why wouldn't I? Oh, man. Mine, I'd go right into the pawn shop. I'd go right to that pawn stars. I'd be like, listen, what can you give me for this? He'd be like, I'd get you a nickel. I'd be like, all right, I'll take it. I'll, whatever you got on the shelf, I'll exchange it right now. By the way, five inches, I realize I screwed up centimeters and inches there. That's my bad. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Beck Did It Better. Uh, this is a show where we're going over the top 500 albums. We are all the way up to 75. We are talking about the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Uh, yes. Check out the Detroit WrestleMania uh, to see Vince McMahon introducing Aretha Franklin and something that you didn't know you needed to see. Uh, I've got three guys here who had trouble researching this week because natural woman is already one of their top three search terms. I got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, I know that it's a dumb shit co-host duties. It's to help and love the main hosts. And that's the way it was planned. But how can I give you all the things I can when it's a music podcast and I don't know shit about the bands? I feel like maybe you should be doing the parody songs. I'm starting to think that you are actually writing better songs where you're not just writing me knife over and over again. I got Matt in Minneapolis by the uh, Matt. I got Matt in Minneapolis, by the way. Matt, how are you doing today? BTW, doing well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Lo love that energy. And I've got Aaron out in California uh, who's wondering about the big naturals woman. And that's the same joke as before, but I just thought I like of it. I think those, it's good. The natural naughty stuff. You know what I mean? Hey, oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, no. Aaron. This is Aretha right. Franklin. She's dead, Aaron. Have some respect. Aretha's oh, in the dirty oh. stuff. Our listeners know that you don't need a ticket to get on board the Beck Did Better train. So let's hop on board and roll with it. 
All right. And a lot of listeners have been listening to that and they have wanted a refund. Okay. I've had to explain to them a number of times. The podcast is free. You actually don't have to pay anything to get this. And they're still uh, quite upset with me. Everybody, let's get into our voicemail. So right stupid. Yeah, I can kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. Dumbest of the dumb. God, they're so dumb. Dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. We got a long message today, believe it or not. That was a shocker. All right. All right. I got a two part uh, call today. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Rob's bad takes. Oh. Russ was totally right. Horrible movie takes from Rob. Ferris Bueller, yes. Christmas Story, come on. Uh, classics. And also, no popcorn in movie theaters? Definitely a horrible take. Uh, <laughs> you need to redeem yourself, Rob, and feel... I just want to say right now, if you agree with me, please text into the Beck line, hashtag Rob is right. And that's an evergreen one. You can just text that whenever you want. <laughs> but if you think popcorn is no good or Ferris Bueller is bad or a Christmas story is bad, hashtag Rob is haven't right. You, haven't you already asked for that like three times? Like, <laughs> no, one, no one has said Rob is right. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna get some calls on the fourth time of begging for I, somebody I, to I, agree with you? I feel like maybe our text box is all full. I'm not quite sure how that technology oh, okay. works, but I think it's... That's, I, that has happened. That has happened. A lot of our listeners do still text with the a a you know abc then they have to push it three times to get to the c you know they still have a lot of flip phones so it may be taking them a while they might be <laughs> click one one for b okay you guys know what i'm talking about okay here we go <laughs> feel free to um feel free to pick on me for that but aaron's dad was right about your bad takes except what? the part about the drake realized dad those was definitely right. still suck uh everyone else is right he's wrong god all right he's now i got the bone to pick just... with russ uh talking about you guys, what? this was a layup for us. A complete Cut layup. Off, An utter layup. Cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs> taking a bow with me, they can go fly a kite. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's see, because uh, he might be saying something really smart, although oh, so far he let's said some really dumb shit. In the movie theaters, okay. Russ, with his complimentary um, movie-going story from a number of episodes ago, somewhere in between 0 and 69, I'm not sure which, Talked about the complimentary movies. I lose my well, way in there too. I may happen to know some of the guys that he complimentary movies with. Oh. And know them well. And one of the ones that we complimentary, <laughs> the Bad News Bears reboot. A terrible oh reboot of a movie. <laughs> I'm sure Rob liked it. In that movie, we didn't sneak anything in. However, we did sneak out the back door. Uh, not we. Somebody else I know happened to sneak out the back door. Walked over what? to Cub Foods and picked up the three two Minnesota beer because you can't get beer after a certain hour in Minnesota. And so you have to go to a, a grocery store and get the warm, crappy 3-2 beer. Snuck it back in through that same back door. Happened to have a celebration when the Bad News Bears celebrated at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, championship that they lost. Oh, Jesus. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Love the show. Bye. So picture uh, Russell's backdoor Santa of sorts coming in with this crappy 3-2 beer. And when the Bad News Bears lose at the end, they raise an actual beer in the uh, theater. According to Matt, totally legal at the time. I've drank some bad drinks on this, but I've never stooped to 3-2 beer, at least within recent years. So I do not think I was a part of sneaking any 3-2 beer into the Bad News Bears. Did you see the Bad News Bears reboot in the movie theater, Russell? Is that the Billy Bob Thornton one? I, I have no, I think so. Well, then they, I think the, if the answer is no, it's too late to be believable. <laughs> I kind of caught myself red-handed with that one. I? I love the idea. I love the idea that you're like, Oh, I got a lot to do. I'm pretty busy, but you know, I better go check out this bad news bears reboot. Let's see what it's got in Rotten Tomatoes. Negative six. Well, that can't be good. Oh, well, let's go. So Russell, what is the, so you would do complimentary movies. I'd forgotten that you'd even told I, us I that. told you guys that I had friends that would do a thing called complimentary <laughs> movies. And, and so they were guys I grew up with and one, they, they were two years younger than me. So 
we were we were friends growing up, but we weren't always in the same grade. So I remember coming back from college one year and I went to a movie with these guys. And I don't recall it being the Bad News Bears, but it very well could have been. And we walked <laughs> up and like we were going to get tickets and three of my buddies just walked right by the kid. They just walked by him and they're like, we're going complimentary. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, this high school kid is not going to stop us. We're just going in to see it. So they, like three or four of them walked in. I did not participate in that. I went and Strong paid for arm. my ticket. Oh, I thought you meant complimentary. I thought one movie theater was uh, 60 degrees and one movie theater is 30 degrees. And so it was yes. complimentary. I think yes. I made that joke That's- last time too, actually. That's I right. was going to say there's probably a January 6th joke to be made in there, but I'm not going to make it. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> no, Aaron, let's dig in that. I like that yeah. idea. I love to be on some list. Actually, I love it. The downloads would be great. If one of us could commit a federal crime, I think it'd be great. We'd have to subpoena this whole thing. Downloads galore. Did you guys have a awesome. favorite uh, Bad News Bears movie back in the day? Did you guys ever get into those or not? I've not seen any no. of them. A favorite Bad News Bears? No, absolutely not. I think movies from the 70s suck. They're not oh. good. Like I, I will say the taking of Pelham one, two, three with Walter Matthau. I did watch. I thought that was really good, but there's just something about like, <laughs> I don't know what they thought was funny back then. I like, do I really need to see a kid say the N word over and over? Is that, is that something I need to see in a movie experience? Man, Rob, you're like just, you're just full of funny stuff tonight, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, laugh Come on. <laughs> keeping it light. Just keeping it light. That was in the bad news bears. Like I doubt it was in the remake. I don't think they had Billy Bob doing that, but. Still, something to think about. I don't know. Do you guys have any movies that everyone else likes that you guys hate? If I'm so stupid for not liking Ferris Bueller, which does suck, by the way, it is boring. I do not like the movies. What is who's the guy who did Rushmore and the Tenenbaums and all those? Oh, movies? my God. I love those movies. Wes, oh, Anderson. Wes Anderson movies. Wes yeah. Anderson movies. I think people who like those are complete morons. I'm, I'm oh, no. out on Wes oh, Anderson no. movies. I think they're terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Rushmore is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, that's like a really influential movie. What's your me? favorite line from Rushmore? There's there's only one good one. Uh, What's your favorite line? These are these are OR scrubs. Oh, are <laughs> these they? Are my, <laughs> <laughs> these are my OR pants. Oh, are or they? it's the one yeah. where he's like, "I didn't know you wrestle." Yeah, I'm on the B squad. And he goes out and immediately gets pinned in the first <laughs> 0.5 seconds. It's, I love that movie. It's so good. Aaron, what about you? Do you have a movie that everyone else seems to love and you just don't get it? No, I get all the movies. I always understand movies. I get I, that would never. There's never are you a, a big, time when I are you a movie guy? Because you seem more like a music nerd rather than a movie. Yeah, nerd. I, I'm not now. I mean, I, I always try to watch the Oscar nominated films because um, I, I want to like. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's anything with Gary Oldman. I just can't. Like, I, I tried to watch yeah. Mank last year because it was, it was Oscar nominated, and like, anytime that guy shows up, I'm just tired of seeing his face. Uh, so, like, I don't I don't watch Batman Begins anymore because I'm just tired of Gary Oldman. Even though I loved, I mean, Fifth Element is in my top five movies of all time. But yeah, I, 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 um, I can't think of any movies that everyone likes that I don't like. I love the idea that you're like, oh, the one movie I just can't watch anymore. Batman Begins. It's a, yeah. it's a classic that everyone else is putting on all the time. My kids are always saying, Papa, Papa, please let us watch Batman Begins. We <laughs> love so Mr. Freeze or whatever I was like, one I that was. I can't watch Gary Oldman anymore. And then, and then like. Dark Knight was great, but now you watch it and you're like, well, this movie is a mess. I don't understand what he's doing. And then <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, like even bigger mess. It's just like Nolan waving his hands like, ah, don't, you know, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. You're not really telling you a story. Don't get me started about movies, Rob. You don't want to hear about this. I, I realize why we're not a movie podcast. None of us knows anything <laughs> about movies. We all are just sitting here like, what about Matt? Matt, oh, what, yeah. what kind of movies like we do know you a lot, like, like? Like we know a lot about music. <laughs> right. to, <that> <laughs> I would say I know more about didn't movies stop than us music. Turn to music podcast. Yeah. I I personally can't watch or I just it, it just I fall asleep in the movie theaters. If it's anything 
with a comic book hero, superhero, something like that. Like all of the X-Men stuff. And what, what's the latest one? Avengers. Avengers. Oh, I mean, it's, they've got some great like action scenes, but like trying to follow the storylines and who's and where. And I will say though, that going to those movies is hilarious and, and fun at the same time, because there's always that role of guys and it's usually four guys in their early forties who have nothing better to do on a, Tuesday night, but go to a Xbox or, a, you know, Avengers movie. Xbox and there's two movie. guys. I will yeah. scratch <laughs> out my plans for tomorrow night, but okay. Russell, Matt. we're going to, I'm going to take a rain check as well, Russell. That's, that's on <laughs> but me. There's, but there's, but, but they know everything. Right. And so there'll be some obscure like reference to like black Panther mm-hmm. or something. Right. And like, uh, I don't know. What's another X-Men character. Uh, okay. In, so uh, first of all, these are Avengers. These aren't X-Men. Okay. Totally, it's DC. Avengers. Marvel. So yeah, like black Widow. Surfer. So like Black Widow, all of a sudden there'll be a Black Panther. And it's going, oh my God, did you see that? You know, they're going nuts because they're getting some hidden reference that, you know, the, the movie makers. So I don't know. I think it's hilarious meanwhile, to go to those. Meanwhile, you're prying milk duds out of your molars for like 45 <laughs> minutes, right? Oh, no. No, that's the best part about those. Those things hang around for a while. You just let those things hang. Let them marinate in there for a little bit and get some cavities filled the next day. I have, told, I have told everybody on this podcast, I'm dumb. I have a small brain. I'm a dumb guy. I just don't know it because my brain is so small. I can't comprehend how dumb I am. That's a real thing. My milk duds comment has gotten me so much hate in real life. I had somebody sit down with me the other day for five minutes and be like, are you serious? They think I'm joking about milk duds. Milk duds are not good. They're like, it's caramel and it's chocolate. I'm like, yeah. And it sucks. The texture sucks. The two best things put together. I think number one is chocolate and peanut butter in the form of like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, obviously. Enough of them. You know, but then chocolate and caramel is a close second. Yeah. One A and one B. So guess what? Have a caramello where the caramel is actually the way it should be in a nice... Uh, really but it's goopy, so messy. You greasy can't, you thing. You can't eat a caramello without yeah. the without the caramel coming out, sticking to the paper, sticking to your lips. That's the then beauty you, of it. You if try you, to if wipe you want it the, off, and it rolls up into some kind of weird you substance. The you don't know what milk does totally not sticky. I mean, what if you, you want the absolute about? liquid caramel, you go with caramello. If you want a, something a little bit, maybe a little bit uh, more congealed, you go with the Rolo. If you want that Ooh, Rolo, caramel, now, Rolo, now you know. If you want that caramel, that's you know, it's going to be stuck to your teeth for a long time. You go with the milk duds. All chocolate, all caramel. It's just a little bit of flavor, a little variation on it. So. Now, I will say this. I'm a sucker for the caramel corn. When I get the three tin of popcorn, that caramel corn, gone. No Cheese, chance. gone. Butter goes in the garbage. Don't need it. Who cares? I like Matt's comments about the forty, the row of 40-year-old guys at the movies. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of times when I'd be at a dive bar and be like, wow, these people sure are here pretty often at this dive bar. <laughs> Now you're one of them. Yeah, like, well, you're there to yeah. watch them. What you- and you're there. Yeah, you're there just enough times <laughs> to realize that those people this are the same every people time that I'm were there here. last Wait time. Yeah. It's like it's like you know how they say one out of every three people are cheating, right? And you're like, I don't know if it's my wife or my girlfriend, but it, it's one of them is <laughs> not. not doing something they're not supposed to be. I might have tooth problems though. That might be it because you know what one of my favorite candy bars is. What? A three musketeers. I think I just oh, like soft terrible. foods. I think I just like goo. I like eating it's like goo. Baby food. Yeah, you can just gum it. <laughs> I do. I like a three musketeers, and I know that's an unpopular opinion. Okay. You can just chew that with your tongue in the roof of your mouth. Like, mm, I, I don't love even have to use my teeth on this one. Oh my God. I love food where I really don't have to use my teeth. That's why I think I love ice cream so much. I've sent you guys like four pictures of ice cream in the Flan, last week butterscotch pudding, three musketeers, <laughs> and oatmeal. That's it. That's what Rob likes. My pictures that I've sent to these guys the last couple of weeks have been 
just me eating ice cream, just pictures of ice cream, nothing special, <laughs> just ice cream in a bowl. And then a picture of me holding a chef knife to my crotch to, to emulate what it must like to be Aaron. How did you feel when you, when you held that chef knife down there? Did you feel oh, any differently about yourself? I just yourself? felt or such right? power. I felt, su- I felt like such a man. It was unbelievable. Like my life, I'm convinced, my yeah. life would be so much different if I had a huge dong. I just yeah. know I would be more confident. I'd be more like, I would never have been like, Oh, let's uh, let's make out, but like let's just take our shirts off and like that's it and nothing else. Like, oh, that'd be Rosie, fun too. Do you think your life's different? I mean, do you think your life's like better in any way I mean, because I mean, of that? You got to at least start with the shirts off. Like, I mean, you maybe got to go what? more than that, but I mean, yeah, you, it's like you don't want to leave them on. I don't know. You're on the right track. No, I, I, the, the, when I was with somebody, like getting naked, me getting naked was like date ten. I was like, okay, let's. Let's maybe do the thing where I'm eating sushi off you or whatever. Okay, that's not really. <laughs> All right, okay. I just ruined this conversation. Let's get it to roll and go. I'm going to get my cocktail glass. Uh-oh. Oh. It's time for rolling going. Oh, oh, yeah. Great. I'm stuck on the podcast now with the guy with the two big wings. Uh, all huh. right, rolling <laughs> going. Aaron, rolling going. How is it going with you tonight? Man, it's really going really well. I got a bunch of stuff, so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal Matt's idea. I'm gonna do the list. The first thing I have nice. to do is I have to issue a Beck did it better. I have to issue an apology uh, at the end of last week's episode when Rob mentioned what album we're talking about this week. I believe that I said that Bernard Purdy plays on Lady Soul. I was incorrect. He plays on now an apology Young, Gifted, and Black. So I, we're not going to hear from Bernard Purdy tonight. We are going to hear some good playing. Apologies to everyone. Here's what he wants. Yep. So that was a mistake oh, yeah. on my part. Aaron, uh, you're so, what? That, okay, I'm just going to say this right now. Strike one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Okay. I deserve that. That's fair. Yeah. Out of all the um, things you've, out of all the things you've done on this podcast and that apology, your dad had to be thinking, "Here it comes. Here comes my apology." <laughs> yeah, and then right. you're like, "No, I got something music wrong." <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. I mean, you know, it's like you want. It's like it's like if you try to make a joke every ninety seconds on this podcast and then you didn't quite make some of them right. No. Like if I try to say something smart about music and I say yeah. it wrong, I gotta I gotta own up to it. So I gotta, and sometimes you I say things it. that are really offensive and you just have to edit them out and then nobody knows except for your co-hosts <laughs> who often look at you with abject terror in their eyes that what you said is gonna go public. Uh, but I got I you know it's end of it's the end of 2021 although I know this will be released in, in June of 2022 or so. But <laughs> uh, I've been ahead. taking stock of things I did in 2021. One thing I did was finally finish a book that I started, that I purchased at the beginning of the pandemic in March of 2020. Clifford finally the Big finished, Red Dog. <laughs> finally finished. How to lie Dead about Astronauts. my giant dong. I finally finished Dead Astronauts by Jeff Vandermeer. And this was a piece of art that was like, you had to really work for it to enjoy it. And I didn't, it's one of those things where I didn't enjoy it until about the last 50 pages because I didn't Ooh. figure out how to read it. So now I have to read it again. So oh shout out God. to art that makes you work for it. What's a piece of art or something that, that you guys had to work for to enjoy that then, then you, you felt was rewarding? And what's something that you just wouldn't work for? That when I went to see the Van Gogh experience, the, the, ah, I yes. did get to sit on the bench, but the bench was not very comfortable. So I had to like, <laughs> like there was no back on the bench. So I had to like sit in an uncomfortable position and ah, act like terrible. I was really enjoying it when really the whole time I was just like, man, I wish I had a chair with a back. Yeah, that's fair. That's rough. I honestly think jazz is something like that. Like, I'm not a huge jazz guy, but when you learn about jazz and you put some time into actually learning what's going on and what they're going for and what the different types are, I think it's just so much more rewarding. 
when you actually have an idea of like, oh, like does just me knowing, for example, the difference between bebop and modalities and like more of the freestyle stuff. Like I, I just, just has made it much more interesting to me when I'm just listening to it on my own. I, you know, and, and, and part of, and like I said, I think when we started with jazz is like, well, I listen to this to feel smart, but now I actually kind of feel a little bit smart about it. I get, I just enjoy it so much more, but I'm, you know, I'm a smart guy. So that's the way that's it is. Beautiful. I would also say theoretical physics too, but that's like second. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a number of these that always come up, right? Like you always wonder why, uh, why something's in the Louvre, right? In Paris, like what makes it Louvre worthy? Mm -hmm, And, you know, so I still have no idea on some of it and I wish I could know a lot more about, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. I'd rather listen to music than read about painters, I guess, kind of a thing. But, um, you know, when you're there, you're like, how, or why is this important and things like that. So every, I mean, I've been to the Louvre twice. Oh, humble brag. Yeah. Hopefully go back a number of times. Cause I think it's just, I, well, one, I love Paris, but um, going there is just, it's awesome to see the different um, eras, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, what, what does somebody think is our same thing as music? Why did, why is it, on the top 500 albums list of all time, right? That kind of a thing. And so, I don't know, we, we're kind of diving into some of that here with this venture we're on. And I think we all are a little bit better because of it, but you know, the, the art world, that's, that's our next podcast. That's great. Oh. That's great. Oh, yeah. I love it. And obviously we're the kind of art that people have to work to appreciate. Right. So I, I like yeah, that that exactly. you know, ties back to the kind of art that we're producing yeah. for the world. Yeah, if 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 you're wondering, just I'll just say fucking Beach Boys, and then the real players know why that's fun. That's <laughs> it. Beach like, Boys. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got a quick Lego update. Fuck Legos. Yeah. They've taken over. <laughs> I can't stop stepping on them. <laughs> These creations all all, all over the damn set house. Some boundaries. Yeah. Guys. You got to set My some boundaries. Son is so into them that he won't take a break, even though he's mad and can't focus anymore. And he's like, "No, I'm going to build this land speeder." And we're like, "Why else you need a break?" Uh, he's also, we're, we're a very firm, you know, no toy gun household. Yeah. We did Uh-oh. get some Star Wars Lego sets that have blasters. That works until about age six, I figured out, Rosie. Okay. We're, we're yeah. on the same, yeah, that's, we're on the same uh, trajectory, but that's about age six. Yeah. So we're trying. I'm glad to hear, Matt, that you were, you were, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm always going to just come to Matt for advice on all this stuff, but he has figured out that he can say like, oh, mom, this, like this is a blaster in my Star Wars set, but this blaster shoots love. This is uh, a love. I blaster. used that my sophomore year of college. I know exactly what he's going for. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, right? that's, that's, that's a great not, line. Yeah, I was going to say that's not the first time Aaron's wife has heard that pickup line, has she? Right, Aaron? <laughs> I was trying to set Rob up for the soundbite. This one's a oh. love blaster. Oh, okay. Uh, Rob, give me that nut. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong one. That's my bad. <laughs> that's what I'm going to start calling my penis. The love yeah, blaster. <laughs> so that's it. I got, I got it now. I got or, or it could be, thanks, or thanks it could be like kind of like a. Like a, uh, okay, now I get to go to bed blaster. That's what I'm going to start calling You know what I mean? It's like, okay, just kind of like a, I'm kind of medium about it. Like it's, That's uh, what I'm going to start calling my penis. I put so up with that because I know the fight's going to be bigger if we don't use the love blaster. That's what I'm going to start calling my penis. Something like that. Name like that. <laughs> Have you gotten uh, sets, Rosie, or are we just doing straight up blocks? Yeah, no, we got, bu- things? we got a bunch of sets. Yeah, we got. I, I currently have, let's see, I think I've got 15 of these sets to take apart. And I'm taking these sons of bitches apart <laughs> what? putting them, you know, and putting Throwing them in the putting them in bags and then reselling them. Oh, I'll there's nothing better you. than buy it. Send yeah. it to me. And then there, we probably have 15 of this, uh, hidden sides thing and about 10 Harry Potter. And we got a couple new Harry Potters for Christmas, things like that. 
But save the box to save the books, Rosie, because there'll be some point where you'll be like, got to get these things out of here. Mm-hmm. And you're, it'll feel so, you'll feel so much better that if you're like, hey, I got a complete set, somebody else will take it as opposed oh, to just throwing it. It, throwing it into one big bin and being like, well, that was a huge waste yeah. of $15,000. Hey, but yeah. Thanks for selling me this kit on Craigslist. Can I see why it says love blaster real big on the outside? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. <laughs> Love blaster. You got to tell them to start saying they're tranquilizer darts. That's what they do in the movies. Just say they're tranquilizer darts. Yes, it's probably better. Yeah. Also, I think your penis looks bigger because you have a small house. I didn't know where to put that in, but I'm just going to stick that in right now. I feel like it's kind of like having small balls. You know, it's like it's like trimming your pubic hair. Like I was, straight, you I was trying to seed the floor to someone. I, I, I thought my rolling oh, bone was seed done. the floor with your love blaster. Oh, that's sick, Aaron. Your is in this podcast. Oh my God, you're doing it standing up too. We know that's a young man's game, seeding the floor. Gross. Disgusting. That's when you know you're having a rough day is when you're seeding the floor. Like, oh uh, no. I'll just deal with that later. I'm so sleepy. Uh, all right, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good, good. I've got a social situation that I need to ask you guys your opinion. The well, advice corner? Sounds, sounds like you need to go to the corner. Well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's that, but like. No, nope, I already hit it. Russell's I don't advice. get. Matt, social advice. Oh, yeah. Corner. I don't get too worried about too many things, right? Like right. somebody doesn't like I my shoes you. or, you know, like what I'm wearing, whatever. I feel comfortable in it. Right. But every time somebody says, do you want a piece of gum? I feel like I've been walking around with the worst breath in the world mm-hmm. for the last hour. I mean, is that true? Like, what's, if, you have a, if you have a pack of gum in your pocket, okay, would you, do you just randomly offer it to people just out of the goodness of your heart? Or do you only offering a piece of gum to somebody when you know they've got bad breath? It, it's got to be random because my wife offers me gum all the time. So it's got to be just be a thing where you're just being nice. It's got to be. I don't know. I'm not a gum guy. I've never, I don't carry around gum in my pocket. Is that because your breath smells like mulch? Oh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. What? Do we need to have your wife like pull you out of this one tonight? You're, you're yeah. like. Aaron, come on. It's fire tonight. Well, it's fire. He's got mulch around the tiny house with the love blaster. <laughs> but. And then do you ever let anybody know that they've got bad breath? I never let anybody no, know. No, like, no. There's never, what, is to be, just, what is to be gained by doing no, that? No, nothing. I would only offer gum to someone who has nice smelling breath. If someone were near me and they had bad breath, I would never offer them gum. I would not want to. But like, are you, how often do you smell somebody's breath? Like in a week? Never. I mean. Do you never. ever smell I mean, anybody's breath? Like I barely even smell well, my wife's more, But like there, I mean, there was, there was a guy I used to work with had horrible yeah. breath, right? There's a buddy of mine. Horrible breath. I know he's got horrible. Every time I hang out with him, he's got horrible breath. Not one of you three. Somebody from Richfield. So don't worry about it. You know, things like that. Like there are people who have issues, right? right? I don't think I got issues. But again, every time I, it's like I go into this clam and then I stop talking to people (laughs) Uh like this, you know, instead of, you know, things like that. And like the mask thing, I think has helped a whole bunch of people, but I don't know. That's, that's like the one social situation where somebody's like, would you like a piece of gum? I'm like, I, I, I always, I tell my kids it's the four second rule, right? If a person can't fix it in four seconds, don't tell them about it. They don't need to know. Like if they can't fix it right then, 
You're not oh, helping them rule. by telling them what's going on. Rob, does that mean Jenny has told you that you can fix your love life because you're able to do it in under four seconds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, trust me. This. I made the joke before, but I would love to do it in under four seconds. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes maybe under four seconds would be better than like 45 minutes when everybody actually really gets mad. And then you have to have a real conversation about stuff. So, uh, no, I, yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I, no, I, man, if somebody's offering you gum, I wouldn't worry. I'm, I, but I will say this the masks have made me realize. And I'm a fucking monster. Like everything I do, I'm a terrible person. My mask smelled terrible. I burped once. I almost barfed when I burped in my mask. Oh. It was terrible. I was like, what is this? Is this me? Is this what I'm like? Like, it's awful. I So how, how often do you wash these masks, Rob? I just have a lot of masks. <laughs> I just did what I just keep I, buying. I, new I ones. did what I yeah. do to solve so many problems is I just I just bought a ton of masks. Actually, I do have that problem though with shoes. Like for a long time, my shoes smell. Terrible. I have terrible smelling feet. You can wash yeah, those. Yeah, but I just bought a Throw ton of shoes. I have like eight pairs of shoes that I rotate. And I also found I need to be very specific about the kind of socks I buy. But it's like, you know, it's just something you deal with as an adult and you got to kind of figure out. And guess what? Sometimes yeah. you put on the wrong socks and sometimes your breath is going to stink. You come over sometime, man. I'll smell your breath. I'll get way in there. I'll tell you <laughs> what's right. going on. I'll be honest with you. Well, I'll, I will see you in about three weeks. January oh, no, 14th no. through the 17th. We'll Magic be in Las Vegas. This is not an open invite. I'll see you at you know the what? link and we will you check know how it out. I was there. always okay, taught to check on bread. <laughs> is that you lick the back of your hand and you smell it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Christ! Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> mistake! Huge mistake! I'm all right. I'm all right. Then, then you're right. good. Mine smells yeah, like somehow it's friendly it's with you, Matt. Coffee and old cereal. I don't know, Matt. When works. people offer you the gum, are they giving gum to themselves as well, or is they just offering it? They I are. Think it's just. A, yeah, I think they they're are. just being nice. That if they're if yeah. they're taking but it, too. but yeah. But then it's like it's even worse when it's like in a work situation, right? Like if you're, you know, it's not just like hey, hanging out at the sports page watching go for football. You know, hey, have Tomorrow some gum kind of a thing, yeah. right? It's, it's like 7 p.m. Central, a- Magic Mike. Come on by the sports page. Do you think, <laughs> Matt, what if you just started smoking cigarettes? Like, maybe just go all the way. Like, just cover it all the way up. Smoke some Marble Reds. I mean, who cares anymore, right? Ooh, those are my favorite. I, you know, I, do, I only know a couple of people who smoke yeah. cigarettes, you know? And usually it's when we're in Vegas, January 14th through 17th yeah. at the lake. The camel crush. You know, some people just have problems. I mean, it's like, it's like they just go nuts all of a sudden, you know? And sometimes those people, they start to smell a little different. Maybe bad breath would be okay compared to the smoke smell that they've got on them. I don't know. Yeah. Some people, when, they're, when they start smoking like that too, they realize right away how uh, off-putting it is because you instantly have to stand way away from everybody. And now the people you're hanging out with are the exact opposite of people that you actually want to be hanging with. And they realize almost instantly it was a mistake, but suddenly they're hooked after one or two and they actually can't stop or it makes them feel bad. So something to think about. Matt, have yeah. you ever thought too, the, yeah. the person who's probably giving you gum is probably someone who has bad breath themselves. Like they're, they're yeah. aware of yeah. what the problem they have. I think they just don't want to be rude by having one on their own. Smelling bad is like a top three fear. Right though, like oh, I don't know. I always sure. thought maybe yeah. it's just me as a big guy, but like I think smelling bad is an all-time fear. Right? It's like smelling bad. Uh, your balls coming out when you're teaching. Uh, Social situations in general, just like yeah, just like being around <laughs> yeah other humans. Russ finding out about our text chain stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's scary stuff. What? You know? 
Ah, nothing. Never mind. Uh, Russ, uh, uh, where where am I? Russ, where are you going? Your your wife coming in during the podcast and reminding you that no one has taken the garbage bins down yet and you trying to frantically say, I'll take them down after the podcast and her saying, no, 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 I'll take them down right now because it's too dark to take them down later. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just just riffing here. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Ever smell your breath and see what's going on. By the way, please focus on the podcast. Don't ever get distracted like that again. Um... So, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going good. As Aaron said, it's December 27th at 10, 10 p.m. right now. Oh, I know God. it's important that we <laughs> say the time and the date, but we're going to be past it. But New Year's is coming up, and I thought coming I want to stay in Matt's advice corner and get some dating advice from you guys here. Let's go. Oh, get, get, get we are experts. It's time you want to know the best dating advice? advice stay corner. fucking home oh. on New Year's. <laughs> yes. Do yeah. not right. go out on New Year's. Do not go out. Nothing I think to be gained. Order a pizza. Go to bed at 10 o'clock. Did I ever tell you about yes. the time I went out on, on New Year's and I went to somebody's house and it was, and we had like a one-year-old and it just sucked. We, we It was that time when you have a kid and you're still like, oh, we're cool. We can go out and do stuff. Yeah. So then, um, so then we, we get out, we get into the car, we're driving. Jenny's in the back seat with the baby. I stop at an intersection uh, in downtown Minneapolis. And somebody just gets in my car because they think it's an Uber. <laughs> they just get in. No. And so I immediately go like super Uber dad mode, like protective, like silverback. And I go, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and I'll never forget. The guy looks at me and goes, oh, sorry, man. Jeez, chill out. And I was like, yeah, I should have actually chilled out a little bit. Like, it's not his fault. He's loaded. In fact, I, you know what I'd probably do now? I'd be like, hey, bro. You're right. Where are we going? Let's give him a ride home. Let's, let's, yeah. give him a, let's give an Uber home. Let's do it. Cash only here. Yeah. And then he would pull out a knife and stab me and be like, it was a double trick stabbing. Oh, not again. <laughs> not again. Yeah. Not again. He'd stab me in my pants and be like, oh, God, you have a small cock. I'd be like, oh, this is the a knife and I'm humiliated. Joke's again. on you. You missed. <laughs> uh, okay, Russell, that was a great roll going. Well, I don't know if I've got much else, but I think the last time I asked you guys for advice like this, it was on Valentine's Day, and Matt t- told me to take the girl to to White Castle. Yeah, and yep. now I'm single again, so so I figured I'd, I better get better advice this time around for New Year's Eve. What, what's the what's the what's the fun date to do on New Year's Eve? Do you do you dare going out? Do you go to like one of the, like the nice restaurants, or do you do the thing where you pay the big cover, or, or what do you do on New Year's Eve if you're going to do something fun for a date? A surprise to no one that I'm going to suggest a dive bar, which I think I also suggested for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so you might want to listen to Matt or Rob on this one. No, I, I was going to say either in like an early dinner if you can get a reservation, Ooh, right? Yes. Yeah, like early an early, dinner. like a five o'clock, six o'clock dinner. You know, maybe a drink out somewhere else, but then literally home by nine o'clock. There is nothing. Nothing to be gained. Nothing. No, no, I'm just saying like all of that money that you would spend on bottle service and then, you know, having to the next day retract the purchase on your credit God card, things it. like that. <laughs> I mean, I got things scammed. like that. That's why I didn't pay the bill. <laughs> okay. But like going out and like, I mean, the hype again, we've talked about, I've talked about this a number of times, New Year's and then uh, Halloween, any of these things, the hype is so much greater than what actually happens at those things, mm. at least in my experience. So, if it's me, Russell, I'm going to have either the best meal I can have at some fancy restaurant or go to a dive bar and just hang out and watch all the other foot freaks around, you know, getting just hammered. <laughs> and then you make it home safely about nine, ten o'clock 
<laughs> and just have you, we're, we're getting too old, my friend. We're getting too old to be spending to be up past midnight all the time, things like that. So that's that seems like a mean old daddy answer. I, that sounds a little like mean it. old daddy ish to me. I'm with him on it. Rob, what about you? I, I bet Rob's still a guy who, who will go out occasionally on a New Year's Listen, Eve. New Year's Eve is the greatest night to stay in. There is nothing better than doing New Year's Eve. You know me. We've Rats. talked about it before. I've got four words for you, Russell. Homemade charcuterie board. Get yourself a homemade oh, charcuterie yeah. board. Go out. Go to Whole Foods. Buy some whack-ass cheeses. You don't even think. Just say to yourself. What would Aaron put on the charcuterie board? And just do that, right? Like, <laughs> just send get, you a picture. We made one on Christmas. They don't sell. Yeah, hey, hey, they don't sell dandelion greens yeah. up here in many, many Do they so. have a cheese that costs? <laughs> My lawnmower's in for the winter. I don't know yeah. if I could get anything for that. I bet you they got board. them at the wedge. I did. I actually got an actual dandelion bloom in one of my dandelion greens uh, oh, about geez. two weeks ago for the first Jesus time ever. Christ. I bet you they got them at the wedge co-op. Though. It's a feature. It's a feature, not a bug, folks. Uh, except there was actually a bug in there too, along with the uh, with the bud. Well, that's so how here's you know the it's thing. The bugs are still alive. Yeah, Aaron's like, look at this kind bud I got. It's like a dandelion green. It's like, oh, what a bummer. Isn't there some sort of worry though if you're if you're dating someone and you're like, hey, we just need to stay in that it makes you seem old, it makes you seem no. not fun. You are old. No, no. you are yeah, old. You're old as shit. Update. Yeah. You are old as hell. You are old. And I'm gonna tell you what, you know what, you know what old people can do? They What's can that? go down and buy a fucking fifty dollar wheel of cheese. Go out and yeah. see, go out and find a piece of cheese that seems so expensive. Yes. Okay. That you'd be like, who the fuck would buy that cheese? You buy that cheese, right? <laughs> yes. Go to a guy right. that just buy sells an eighty dollars steak and then cook yes, it yourself, right. and then it's, you know it's yes. going to be awesome. Hundred dollar champagne. Do it. Buy meats only from other countries. Get Spanish hams. Put them on there, okay? And pretty Canadian soon bacons? she'll be putting her yes. Spanish hams all over you. You are separate. Vienna sausages. No. <laughs> hey, baby, I got these Canadian bacon's. They're specialty yeah. meats. I'm telling you, put some bangers and mash on there, Russell. Then <laughs> the joke writes itself. You are set. Get a get a meat board. We do this all the time. We get a meat board. We get a nice bottle of champagne. And then we watch Pitbull for the next four hours host New Year's Eve specials. The bands and the music on New Year's Eve specials is my favorite night. I am obsessed. I am right now up north in the middle of nowhere. I know exactly where I'm going to be New Year's Eve because I love watching the music. I love watching the ball drop. I love watching all those dumb. I love watching Mariah Carey make an absolute fucking fool out of herself. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite holidays. You got to be home for it. Okay. Going out sucks. And at 12 and when all the hype's over, you are home. You're yes. already home. You're not you're having right. to worry about getting home. a text. And you, you got know, some extra there. champagne and charcuterie. Me up, man. I thought your dad would oh, no. pick me up <laughs> if I asked nicely where for do you think, where do you think I? Where do you think all of this uh, mean old daddy stuff is coming from? <laughs> I, I learned from him. So he, he's got the teeth in the glass by 830. Go so. buy a cutting board for 100 bucks. Spend 50 bucks on some cheese and buy some meat from Europe. You are going to be set, Russell. I am telling you, it's the perfect. New Year's Eve. We got to get out. Are you guys ready to ask and answer? What? Aaron, what are you going to say? Are you guys ready for the bleep joke Bleep joke of the week? Yes. yes. Let's, let's hear that bleep, bleep joke of the week. Bleep joke of the week. Here it comes. Maybe Rob can come pick you up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Uh-oh, it's, is, Rob's, is Rob's biggest fear coming true? No. It's not a fear. It's actually the- quite fine. Okay, It's not a big deal to me. Oh, sweetie, did I take the garbage out earlier? Damn right I did. <laughs> thought about it anyway. Uh, she did it. It was too fast to step in and do anything, but I actually thought about doing it. So, all right, let's get into... Oh, I, I got to do my rolling cool. going still. Yeah, well, how's it rolling with Rob? So, it was my daughter's 13th birthday party. I now am official dad of a teenager. Uh, oh, wow. Which is different. 
Uh, no, not at all. She is. She was cranky a couple days ago, and she was cranky today. So things are always the same. Teenage is, girl, right? So yep, yeah, look yep. out. It is. It is one hundred percent the same. But we did do the thing where we basically harassed her into telling her, "Where do you want to go for your birthday?" And then she'd say, "Like, I want to go to a movie," and we'd be like, "No, we're not going to do that. What do you want to do for your birthday?" She finally fell onto going to a trampoline park. So I, I actually, after all I got the serious talk beef about this last week, we actually so went upset. to the trampoline park this week. Now I did the really cool thing where I wore a really loose pair of jeans. So when it look at me, when you see slow motion videos of me jumping, it does look like I've taken a giant shit in my pants in every video that you watch. Uh, and my bald spot is magnified, but I will say when I got out on the trampoline, I was kind of like, I'm an athlete. I'm like a super athlete. And I used yes. to be really good at trampolining. Like I had a trampoline in my backyard. What? I could do a flip. It was no big deal. Like I, and guess what? I am still fucking good at trampolining. Like, sure. Did I land once on my wrist and I thought maybe I broke them? Yes. The first time I landed on my butt sitting down, did I feel like maybe something had, had like dislocated itself? Yes. Did I jump for about two minutes and then was so tired? right? That I thought I was going to pass out. Absolutely. But guess what? I am still a God at trampolining. Now this trampoline park had a couple things. Okay. Number one, it had the, what I want to put, if I had a million dollars, this is what I would put in my house, a trampoline with a basketball hoop at the end. Oh, nice. I was it. throwing that's down it. dunks that looked okay in regular speed. But then when you no, do I'm in slow an, motion, I, I don't like to interrupt your awesome. rolling gun. Cause I know that you wouldn't do that to me, but I don't like to interrupt, but you sent us some videos of these dunks and they were sick, man. You, you stepped up, you threw down some sick dunks, major props. 41 years old. And I sent a video of me dunking on a trampoline to three guys. And I got in reply, high compliments, probably the greatest compliments I've ever gotten. I was 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 so mad and so happy for you at the same time. Oh, it was great. Then I also did a flip into the ball pit. Not a big deal. But the problem is it was a foam pit, right? And it turns out. I think growing up, I always thought quicksand was going to be a big deal, right? It's in all these movies. It's in all these shows. Yeah, it's a classic bit of like, oh, there's not really quicksand. Like, blah, blah, blah. There is quicksand. And it's a foam pit when you're a big fat guy. Because if you, the more I got into the foam pit, right? And so I would sink and then I would struggle and I would sink farther and farther. And I did have a moment of panic of like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because then I would like slowly lay flat. I tried to lay flat and I would get to the edge. And then the edge, because I'm pushing the foam down so far, the edge is like three feet above my body. So I'm like, well, how do I get out of this foam pit? There's no ladder. There's no steps. There's no nothing. I had to do like the classic fat guy get out of the pool where you like barely pull your body up and then get onto it and then roll over. And like get out of the foam well, that's that the way. Infamous, that's the infamous Darren from Kennedy beached whale move on the side of the pool. Have you ever seen that move? <laughs> Where he just rolls, he rolls in, right? He, he lays, goes and lays on the side of a pool on his stomach and kind of wiggles around like he's he's beached. And then he waits for someone to come push him back into the water. <laughs> that was like me, but it was getting out of the foam pit. And the worst part was, is when my feet sank to the bottom of the foam pit, it was wet. There was wetness oh, down oh. at the bottom of the foam pit. Oh. I don't want to think about it. It's like when I sat in a movie theater in New York City and I just sat in a wet seat and I go, Ah, oh, that's the worst. Hmm, somebody oh. must have spilled their drink. That's the only explanation. <laughs> oh, well, moving on with my day, not thinking about how my wet pants are probably some other guy's urine. Well, I told my wife that's how she got chlamydia, actually. So that was part of our business <laughs> that we came up with the other day. Uh, is that, so I did see it in a pee seat. That's how she got chlamydia. But I was happy to see that there was no weight limit at the trampoline park. I was a little worried about that, but there was none. So I could dunk away to my heart's content. My only regret is I did not grab so onto the hoop and uh, 
do my legs up or like stick my arm through Vince Carter. Like that was my only regret. So Aaron, what's so your beef looked, with me? My beef is that this, I told you last week that my dream is to have a trampoline again. And then all of a sudden Rob just goes out and lives my dream and is sending me pictures mm-hmm. of it. Like no big deal. Like I wouldn't be jealous or, you know, feel a lot of FOMO that he's out there dunking on a trampoline. My question though, I saw these videos. They looked amazing. Did you rent out the space? There was no one else there. Did you have to rent it? No, reserve? no, there were other people there, but they would not jump next to me when I was jumping. It was a <laughs> full blown. It was a full blown trampoline park. We were in there. Other people were in there, but uh, I, I made everybody get out of my shot when I was moving. The, I don't the know, parents yeah, no. at the trampoline park are are pointing at you and saying, "That's the type of guy who leaves wet stuff at the bottom of the pool." <laughs> yeah, the trampoline park has got to figure it out though, because the water there, you can buy it by the bottle. You know, it's like five bucks a bottle or whatever. And then they've yeah. got. You know, they know that you after like five minutes jumping, you're like, <gasps> I need water. I'm so thirsty. And then, of course, they got like three crane games and it's a whole. Rob, was there a weight limit where people are prohibited from joining the thing or were you just worried that there could be one? There was not. I, 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 I didn't look, but nobody said anything to me. So I was like, oh, this is great. And sure enough, when I got on the trampolines, it turns out for once my weight made me it a helps. better trampoliner. I was flying. God, I was just like. As light as air, okay? And then I got slightly sweaty and I realized maybe I didn't put deodorant on that day. So back to the fear about smelling bad. But what can you do? Nobody's perfect. Unfortunately, my daughter, the crane game, I, I did not win anything. So my daughter did not get a birthday present that day. It was a real bummer. All right. Did the dog get one? Let's talk about the album. That $50 you spent on the crane game would have really gone far. On oh, my birthday God. Present. You could have bought her some real nice. Couple of I scenes. tell my kids. They want to do the crane game all the time. And crane games, do you know what they cost now? Do you know what this crane game costs per play? Well, it depends. No is it an automatic winner one? Because some of them you win every time, right? Is it a this, duck machine? Because this was the giant ducks or the giant like rubber things that pull. I mean, it's all shit, right? Like how much yeah. is that stock? Oh, yeah. How much does that cost? It costs like 13 cents. Yeah. yeah. Per thing. It's a yeah. dollar per grab. Okay. Oh. And I've got that's two awesome. kids, right? And of course, one of them, ha- they both have to play. So that's $2. And I tell them all the time, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Sure enough, every time they play, oh, I didn't win. But that's part as, of the like fun, I told you, it? this is like life. It, it You spend money and it sucks and you don't get what you want. Congratulations. That's the way it is. <laughs> it's terrible. Life is Aaron, shit. Aaron, your kid loved the crane game. Do you ever do crane game? Or does your kid even know what that is? He only knows about it from reading his Toy Story graphic novel. So we've not done the crane game <laughs> otherwise. But in Toy Story, it's the claw. So he's not seen one in real life. He's going to flip his lid when he does. Oh. Totally. His thing now is pinball. There are pinball machines at the ice skating rink. So he's just like, we went back today. He's crazy for the pinball. Classic he's fat pinball guy move. He's, he might be a future fat guy, Aaron. You better look up going to the ice skating rink and just playing video games. Ooh, that sounds a lot like my childhood. Leo and Eddie. Leo and Eddie and I have got it down. So like Leo, Eddie, Eddie's the one who's working the stick, right? I'm, I'm the one in the left and right facing it leo goes to the side of the machine he's the front and back guy oh yeah, so we've it. got we've got we've got a yeah three-man team and we you know we do pretty darn good at the old green <laughs> game so i i am a uh, this is where i'm a great uncle again i lie to my nieces and nephews and i always say the crane game is broken i'm yeah. like it, it's out of it's out of order if you and then i'll point at like the like the instructions and i'll say it see it says it's out of order here. Oh, you're a mean old uncle. i did have fun i did have fun i will say hanging out with my uh niece and nephew this week Again, because all of my jokes are good again. My kids oh. <laughs> hate all my jokes. They think it's the worst. My niece and nephew, I don't know if they thought they were good, but I got to tell them and I got a reaction. Like we pull up to the trampoline place. I go, oh, it's closed. 
And they're so sad. They're like crying sad. I'm like, I'm just kidding. It's open. <laughs> now, is that a joke? Just lying about something? I don't know, but it's it's what I got. All right. Did you, t- did you tell them the joke about the gray pubes or whatever that one was from a few weeks ago? <laughs> Dusting the broom? Is that Dusting what we called broom? it? Dusting the broom. <laughs> yeah, they didn't think that was funny. They actually, that was a lot more questions than answers with that one. Is. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Lady Soul. And we definitely remember what year it was released. We don't need to go back. If you're wondering, just push the back button about 30 times and you'll be able to hear it. 1968. From 1968, uh, this is Aretha's 14th album. And this was actually released a year after uh, I Never Loved the Man Away I Loved You, but it's not her next album. Like, she released a couple albums in between there. It's wild to think. We, we, you've talked about this before, man, how they're just like, put out albums to make money, and these artists were just putting out album after album after album. You although, sing. We'll put it out, yeah. Yeah, although with Aretha, is it easier for her to put out albums because she's doing so many covers? You know what I mean? Like, she's just taking hit songs already and re-singing them? Like, I don't know. It's, there's, there were a lot of covers on this album, right? Am I crazy? You are, but not because of that. Yes, there are a lot of covers. James Brown, Curtis Mayfield. I'm looking at a few of them. I don't know. When you have a voice like Aretha, though, you're just like, okay, well, let's let's pick a song and arrange it, and I'm going to make it a hit. And if you're writing songs, you want somebody like Aretha singing oh. your song, right? Yeah. I mean, in theory. Yeah, this is definitely a product of the, the music and label machine of the time, yeah. right? Like, let's get Aretha with a great band to sing a bunch of great songs and that's an album you can cut in a day or I don't, maybe it was longer than that, but you can cut that quick, get it out. People will buy it because it's Aretha singing great songs. But the big news is this album was recorded down at Muscle Shoals once again. There you go. Right. And so we, we talked about how last time she recorded two songs on there for, I never loved the man away. I loved you. And then her manager punched a trumpet player in the face and they immediately had to leave and go <laughs> record somewhere else. But this, along with that album, this was the other album of hers that went to number two on the billboard 200. The three hit singles off this album, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, Chain of Fools, uh, and Since You've Been Gone, Ain't No Way, which is the last song on this album, which actually Ooh, charted no higher than killer. Chain of Fools. It, it was a higher charting song Kelly than Kelly Clarkson Fools, sang that song. Which I couldn't believe. <laughs> That's who sang that. Since You've Been Gone. That, I'm telling you what, a banger. Like American Idol for 100%. a while there, they were 100%. nailing it. Like Kelly Clarkson is a legit star. Not as good just as got, Party in the USA, though. Or what was the one that Rosie Ann heard? Wrecking Ball, still haven't heard it. Yeah. But I did watch Very Merry Fuck. Christmas twice this year with Miley Cyrus singing Silent Night. Now, okay. am I a bigger Justin Gularney fan? Yes, I am. Okay. Whoa, Check out whoa, from whoa. Kelly to Justin with love. Okay. Justin Guarini. <laughs> guys, we're we're less than six degrees of separation from Justin Guarini. No. The aforementioned Grammy winning Adam Lubke, who we went to college with. Went to high school with Justin Guarini. So that's it. We're three degrees of separation oh. from American Idol right there. Sounds like two. Would it yeah. be hard for us to get Justin Guarini on this podcast? I'm going to say absolutely not. Okay. He would, I think we could do it. I think I we think, could do it. There's a hundred percent I think we're chance. also three degree, degrees away from anyone who will ever listen to this podcast again after that <laughs> one, Aaron. Fair. That's fair. We're also one degree away from Ruben Stuttered because some of us look a lot like Ruben Stuttered. <laughs> I'm sorry for 2004. Oh, no oh my doubt. God. I'm so, oh, I realize how old I am when I realize the song is I'm sorry for 2004. Rob, what's your third sentence? About oh my this album? God. Uh, that was it. I don't have any more. I mean, there is, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, there is, uh, some people might say maybe driving up through a snowstorm up North, maybe took some of my research time away, but I'm not going to say that at all. All right. Let's get into lady soul. Great name. Ooh, of album, chain, of by the way. chain of fools. Chain, chain, chain. Ooh, 
That's such a slam and start to an album, huh? Yeah, it's hard to beat. I mean, Never Loved a Man starts with respect, right? So that's hard to beat, but this yeah. is close. I, I think the whole time I was listening to this, I was like, do I like this album more than the other one we listened to? And I think I do. I think obviously respect is a I think is a great bigger song than these, but this has some real hits on it. Just the bass, I, the bass and the grooves on this mm-hmm. album, I thought mm-hmm. were so strong. Because listen, Aretha, nobody's voice is better. Like we can just accept that. It's it's great. I just so funky. A- Aaron, did you know that this song was originally written for Otis Redding? No, I did not. Did he? But he never recorded it, did he? No, I don't think so. It was written for Otis Redding, and then the, they ended up giving it to Jerry Wexler instead, and then he gave it to Aretha. So uh, Otis never recorded it, I don't think. But what would you think of? I would have loved to hear Otis sing it, and that's fun because uh, you know, as we talked about on Never Loved a Man, he wrote Respect, and then Aretha stole his song, and he knew it. Like he knew she did it better than him. I would have loved to say, to hear Otis sing Chain of Fools. He could have done. He could have done it right. I, I think. Oh, I, I, the one thing with this album though, is I wish that we could get an album that sounded as good as like a Kanye album or as like a, ooh, yeah, what's the deal with the Steely muscle soul sound? It's muddy. I don't, I don't, I don't love their recording it's swampy, quality. Aaron. It's swampy. It's yeah, groovy. It it's swampy? funky, but it's not, it does sound like she's kind of like in a room next door. No, you're, you're right. The, yeah. The, the grooves are good, but like, if you hear it, like it, it sounds like the the mic couldn't deal with her voice and maybe that's true i don't but, know but really i mean the whole muscle shoals thing is all about the backing musicians right i mean that they true. were so good and they were you know like no i don't think anybody's ever said wow what a great studio you know uh this great recording equipment things like that it's always about the band the band that's backing you know that that's yeah. the muscle shoals sound and everything so all right yeah i, I mean, get it you look in studio b and there's the almond brothers Okay, and they're cranking out their biggest hits of all time. It's all great. They used now, a, they used a lot of water for those almond brothers to make those almonds. The, like the, a the, lot of water to at make the expense those of the salmon. And think of the salmon in the delta. Yeah. How are you going to put locks on your charcuterie board? I I'll tell you what. I was thinking of the salmon, Aaron. Aaron, I was thinking of the salmon. I switched to lactose free milk when I was down visiting my sister. There you go. A disaster. Okay, it was a disaster <laughs> when you are visiting someone else's house. Two weeks house in a row, yeah. and your tummy is upset like terrible. Very rude, and I blamed Aaron 100% of the time. I said, Aaron didn't take out the trash today. He also screwed me over on this almond milk thing. He's not having a great week. And then I remember the chef knife, and I was like, he's actually having the greatest life of all time. I'm incredibly jealous. (laughs) All right, money won't change you. (laughs) Yeah, the band's just on fire on this one too, right? James Brown song, right? Yeah. That's right. That's where I've heard this. Do you guys think if we started making money on this podcast, it would change us or not? Yeah, hell yeah, it would change me. It would change Aaron for sure. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I would have two cars. No, I'd still only have one car, but it'd be nicer. I was picturing myself in a giant Beck did a better cape that I would walk around with and thinking if money would change me. Like I'm wearing the hat and I'm pulling up in the limo to the recordings, you know? No, for real. Great. like I almost, I, I really thought hard about buying a Volvo the other day. And then I was like, no, that's too much. That's too much money. I would buy that Volvo if we made a bunch of money on this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Aaron. Yeah, well, you're even, never going to get to buy that Volvo, Aaron. I'm even sorry. Aaron's dreams are the most boring thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Okay. <laughs> Honey, honey, you, you won't can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I, I was driving a Volvo last night, and I was like going 55 and a 55. 
<laughs> Plus, you know, I respect my wife too much to, to buy a Volvo. I mean, it's right. It's a plug-in. Oh, but it's, like, it's a plug-in hybrid. It's like, it's such great technology. And like, I you can't get the cheap ones. Like, I like, like that joke. Yeah, my kid walked by when I said it too, but guess what? I still I did you, it because I love the I podcast you, so much. <laughs> so the Volvo is a plug-in, huh? It's a plug-in yeah. hybrid. <laughs> That's interesting. What color? All right. I think. <laughs> what other oh, color no. would it be? People get ready. And of course, the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm thinking about Bob Marley. Right. It's a Curtis Mayfield song. Impressions. She sings the hell out of this thing. This is like the definition of wailing, isn't it? This is just destroying. Very wailing. Very wailing. Yeah. It's the second best wailing I know after Jennings. Well, you guys were getting ready for this song. I was getting ready to have a cocktail on this album. Can I share a cocktail with you guys? People people get ready to laugh at at what Russell has put into this cocktail. (laughs) Russell, tell us about your Aretha Franklin Lady Soul cocktail. Rob, this one is a classic. You may need to get the the James Brown, the horns ready. The horns are going to have to be playing on this one. Okay. Does it start with a bun? You're about to find out. Okay, so this one is from the book Booze and Vinyl, but it was actually for I Never Loved a Man. So it was for the other album, but this, mm-hmm. that I mean, that's been more than a year since we covered that, so right? Long. It's been a Are long time serious? ago. It was in the top 10, yeah. Are you serious? It was in the new, in the new top 10. <sighs> that makes me think about Ruben Stuttered again. But so I went, <laughs> so, so I went to the book in Booze and Vinyl and on the first, on side A, and I think this still applies for Aretha. I'm drinking tonight, it's called an ice cream flip. Ooh. It is sweet and fruity. The drink is smooth and velvety, oh. just like Aretha's singing. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm going to tell you, guys, have early. you ever heard of an ice cream flip? Rob, you're an no. ice cream guy. you got to like and this, And he's a right? flipper. And I'll he tell you what, I was at, when I was at the trampoline place, I did an ice cream flip like three times. Not a big deal to me. Okay, that's when All you're right, on a trampoline and you're eating an ice cream cone. And the workers are trying to stop you. But guess what? They can't catch you because you're bouncing around all over the place. It's like a gummy bear. All There's right, first up in the, in the recipe, one ounce of brandy. Half an ounce of orange curacao. Half an ounce of maraschino liqueur. No, don't have that. One egg. No. Oh, okay. Whole now, egg. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Russell. Before you go, I just want to see you guys. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Does Russell actually have an egg? I'm going to go like this. Aaron, what do you think? Matt, what do you think? Okay, I got, they said thumbs up. I say thumbs, thumbs down. Okay, sorry, Russell. One scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh. And... And freshly grated nutmeg for garnish. Oh. You combine them all into a blender, mix them up, no. and drink it. Uh, okay, stop right there because I that know. like a Brandy Alexander. You don't have. It does sound like a Brandy Alexander. You do not have a blender. I know that for a fact. So I don't I got have a here. blender. No, you don't. But, and I didn't have brandy either, so, so I, I put it in my garbage rye. <laughs> 100% piggyback rye is what I decided to substitute. All right, well, okay. you know who that? Okay. You know, you not having brandy sounds a lot like looking glass because uh, her man was in love with the sea. Brandy, you're a fine girl. <laughs> Karaoke classic, by the way. I did have orange curacao. I didn't have Ooh. maraschino liqueur, but as we know, that just means I sub in the juice from the cherries, right? <laughs> that actually works. That's not even, that's not even. Maraschino liqueur thing. sounds so good. That sounds good to right. me. I kind of want to drink this right out of the bottle. I mean, it can't be better than the juice out of the cherry jar, though, right? Mm. No, never. No. You okay. like it a juice? For those there was who- a distillery in Oakland that had that made a cherry liqueur, and they told us when we went to the tasting, they were like, we call this one the panty dropper. And I didn't buy any. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> what were you doing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you why I idiot. Yeah. Can you imagine giving that to somebody and be like, do you feel like? 
dropping those panties? Do you feel? Any, anytime. Huh? Anytime. I've been checking out a used Volvo. <laughs> For those yeah, of you I was guys that. I buy a new one. A <laughs> new <laughs> Volvo. Aaron. Your nice. dream is about a used one? No. <laughs> Aaron's dreaming about like a, a Volvo with 120,000 yeah. miles on it. Scratch and dent. For those of you that believed I would put the egg in the drink, you are correct. I did put the full egg into the drink. Thumbs up. That was Shit. my thumbs up. I'm an idiot. Unfortunately, I didn't have vanilla ice cream and I went to the gas station and they were out of it too. What? So I got strawberry what? ice cream. So instead, <laughs> I'm doing a strawberry ice cream flip tonight. And that it's delicious. Good. That actually sounds good. It's really good. Let me see you drink that. Rocky style. Oh yeah! Oh, drinking that egg and yeah. the strawberry ice cream. Oh my god! Oh, I love I love the idea that like, well, ice cream's not rich enough. Let's put a whole fucking egg in there. Like that's such a yeah. great drink. Oh. It says the egg can be omitted, but it makes this drink extra rich. So it, you're you're spot on, Aaron. Man, I got I, I got I might have I have most of those ingredients. I don't have do cherries, it. but I got I got brandy and strawberry ice cream. I'm gonna do it. Oh. <laughs> gotta say, gotta say, you go into a gas station to get ice cream. Totally yep. normal. The gas station not having vanilla, fucked. You got to find a new gas station. What are you doing with a gas station that has <laughs> my, no vanilla? Uh, is my buddy Tutu still working at the SA? I, I don't know who was working tonight, but <laughs> oh, I went yeah. in there and the ice cream, this must be like a supply chain thing. The ice cream was not strong at the Super America by my house or the no. Speedway or whatever it's called. Yeah. And so I was looking and I was like, well, I could go with strawberry. And that seems kind of like in line with the fruity drink with the orange yeah. curacao and the, the maraschino and whatnot. Or I could have gone with like, chocolate chip ice cream, but I figured chocolate's going to throw this all off, right? You totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. You, so I figured if there was no vanilla, strawberry was the best way to you go. Made Don't the you right guys call. think love that's it. right? Yeah, I love it. The question is, Russell, are you going to throw away that strawberry ice cream tonight or are you going to wait a couple months and then throw the strawberry oh, ice cream away? What are you going to do with that strawberry days. ice cream? I'm going to, the moment, the moment you guys go jump off the Zoom, I am eating that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You would sit down to eat a bowl of strawberry ice cream? Gross. What, Matt, what you got? No, fruit and dessert. Uh, Get out of here. I love you, ice cream. Are you, drop, are you dropping us out of the Russell drink corner? Is that no, we're doing? going. Oh, no, I was just going to play the thing because I thought that was such a great. I mean, guys, that's almost an Irish eyes, a strawberry flip, (laughs) but without brandy, with no maraschino liqueur. Also, I did not have a nutmeg for garnish. <laughs> so I would have guessed that. I would have given Rob. How do you make nutmeg, Rob? How do you make Rob would tell me how to make my homemade nutmeg. Well, I can tell you, they're selling it by the gram after I was at the trampoline park. <laughs> Shave those things off. What? Would, uh, what? Oh, what did ahead. you use instead of a blender again, Russell? I actually, I just let the ice cream melt a little bit, and then I put it in my shaker, and I kind of stirred it up, and then I shaked yeah. it all up, and it melted pretty shake good. It it melted shake perfectly. it up. Yeah. Sounds great, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the I idea that Russell's like. you guys were like, going to be disgusted by this, but it seems like you're all on board. No. Love yeah, it. I'm on board. All right. I gotta, I'm going to bring back a, a really old bit we haven't Ooh. done in a very long right. time. Okay. So bring for this good. song, we got people get ready. And I think it's, it's kind of important to go through this. The number of people that have covered this song. Yes. Nice. Just to understand, you know, so we've got Bob Marley and the Whalers, yep. Chamber Brothers, Bob Dylan, Rod Stewart, Human Nature, Vanilla Fudge. Ooh. Yes. Kenny Rankin. Don't know who that is. Um, Ziggy Marley. <laughs> Seal. Oh, yes. Yes, that's Seal. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... Man. The Kiss one and only in 1985, Jeff Beck covered this song. Oh! So when it comes to covering, people oh. get ready. <laughs> yes. Who does it better? 
Beck did it better. I, hey, Rob, I honestly, I'm a giant. My, I'm a giant Beck fan. I wonder if he does it better. Does Giant Beck do it better? This is Giant Beck, and I just wanted to say, <laughs> people get ready to be destroyed by me, Jeff Beck, Giant <laughs> Jeff Beck. My favorite cover of People Get Ready is actually Ava Cassidy, but she must not have made she must not have made Matt's list. My penis is the size of a chef's knife as well. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look through. Uh, that was fantastic, yeah. Matt. I didn't even know Matt yeah. knew the name of the Called podcast, right and he fly. pulled the Bexton it better than that. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, these other two guys, Russ, are not in the giant thing because that episode, they've never heard the giant Neil Young episode. They don't know that I put the echo onto the voice and it makes it funny. <laughs> well, I knew, Rob. I knew. Yeah, I know. You and I know. what. Okay. That was uh, fantastic, Matt. Next up, Aaron, what is it? I can pronounce this song. It's not a big deal. But how would you pronounce Aaron if you had to? I guess I'd call it Nikki Hokey if I had there to. There we go. That's what I was going to say, too. Good job. You passed. <laughs> Nikki Hokey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Man, listen to this, though. Just imagine you're this bass player, and you're like, I'm going to play something funky, and then Aretha's going to come in. That's this yeah, is a good some ride symbol. That's some Tony Williams. The uh, writing credits for this song go to Jim Ford. And this helps remind me of something i got to bring up. Lolly Vegas and Pat Vegas, which reminds me that June 14th to the 17th, we will be in, or January, we will be in Las Vegas at the link. We'll I have see to, you there. So hard to edit. I have to stop playing because it's so hard to edit when I have the music on. But are we now? Are we going to do an episode in Las Vegas? We're not, right? We're not going to take any time to do an well, episode there. No, you're not. Gonna one of us. I mean, one I of us decided. One of us is not coming. So one of us will not be there. Yeah, the true. rest of us are going to a trampoline park. It's going to be a great. Time. Oh my god, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm telling you guys, this album, tears. this album is so funky. I was listening to it driving up with the fam today. We were all grooving and jamming. Great and by groups. that, I mean, my wife was checking Instagram and my kids both had headphones in. Okay. So it was probably <laughs> one of the top five, top five vacation for me of all time. It was great. You make me feel like a natural woman. Oh, is this a top 10 song that we've heard so far? Yeah. I think oh, it might be. Yes. Yeah. This is the first time where now I don't feel bad that you guys ragged on Carol King so bad. You guys just tore her to shreds <laughs> I on know, that I, album. I do feel bad. And I, I felt bad, bad at the that. time, and now I hear this, I'm like, yeah, there's a difference here, isn't there? It's still a great song. She can write. Carol King wrote it. Carol King can write. Amazing writer. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like Kanye rapping. Dude can yeah. write, but man, right. yeah, dull. Yeah, it's like Prince. I mean, masturbating with a magazine. like that. you got to think of that stuff. Like That's expert stuff, writing. I don't know, guys. I thought of that when I thought of Nikki. Where did I haven't the been able to get it out of my they, head. They must so have I had to dug the it. strings in later. They didn't have strings in Muscle Shoals, did they? Uh, oh yeah, I want to derail they, the they podcast. Everybody. They had a they had a tub thumping. Oh. <laughs> tub thumping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. That that song is so good. And we do we not? We I mean, finger symbols. Rob, can no, we do I mean, a, just, can we, we do can't. a song parody about tub printing where you're leaving your butt prints on <laughs> on the tub, Chumbawamba style? <laughs> I get knocked down. I don't sit up again. I don't sit up again for another couple hours. My butt's still there in the tub. Yeah. Oh, it, I, it, it turns out I think that was a permanent thing. That was not from me specifically. But since, yeah. since you've been gone, has your family members had any complaints or not? <laughs> since you've been gone? You, you make me feel like a natural woman is about having a big bush, right? Oh, God. I don't baby, think so. Baby, sweet baby. This. Jamming. 
good piano on here too, right? Just like the honky tonk style with the driving rhythms. This Science Seal delivered by Stevie Wonder. That's what this reminded me of. I was like, God, what song yeah, does this remind me of? Yeah, I hear that. Aaron, you were mentioning the, the rhythms. To me, one of the things I like, you guys have been talking all night about kind of that Muscle Shoals, the rhythm section that's been playing with Aretha on the first one and now this one. So I thought maybe what we could do is dive in a little bit to the Swampers, who are the, the rhythm oh, section that play yes. with Aretha. And we could do a oh. list of the five greatest songs ever that feature the Muscle Shoals rhythm section, better known as the Swampers. <laughs> Russell, you, you never, never fail to come through. So what I smelled like after that trampoline part, the Swampers. What was going on at the bottom of that trampoline? Was <laughs> it... <laughs> Matt has mentioned this before. There's a there's a documentary out there. I think it's called Muscle Shoals, and it kind of gets into the whole like the history of uh, the music down there, the recording studios, the backing bands, and everything. I would highly recommend it. Matt, you've talked about it before, but it is so good, don't you? Yeah, think? I mean, it's it's essentially like this Bermuda Triangle, right? Of like uh, Mississippi sound, and then you've got like Chicago influence coming down, a little bit of Tennessee and Kentucky. Then you got some of your Florida, Georgia coming over, and it's like this central point where these all of these people meet, right? And then these these people who just grew up with all of that influence coming from all around them, and so it's like the heart of Americana music, if you want to get really sappy about it, right? Because of all of these confluences of different. Uh, sounds coming together and it all kind of went right at muscle it kind of right at mm-hmm. muscle shoals there so so, so there's this guy in the 60s his name's rick hall and he creates fame studios in muscle muscle shoals and so they in the documentary they talk about how it kind of creates a different kind of r&b it's different than memphis or detroit or la it sounds different and so he has this backup rhythm section and they go on to tour with the beatles and then they left him and went to memphis so he forms this second rhythm section <laughs> and it's the second one, which they call the second fame gang. And that ends up becoming the, the muscle shoals rhythm section that you hear about, or they're also known as the swampers. So if you guys remember in the song by Leonard Skinner, sweet home, Alabama, what does he sing about? The, the Alabama's got the swampers or muscle, something like that. Muscle right. shoals. They have, the there swampers. you go. Right. Muscle shoals got the swampers. Same piano. You can hear it. Right. Yep. Yeah, oh, right. Is, is this that band? It's not this band, but but, but they're emulating. Now, now then he said. Now then he said, "Lord, they get me off so much." But, so I'm but trying he talks to think about every what the Swampers are doing. Feeling blue, like that's a pretty cool shout out to a, yeah. a rhythm section out there, right? But yeah, yeah. he's so, hitting the ride cymbal and then jacking off Ronnie Van Zant like crazy. <laughs> like this is the perfect day at the studio. So they become this like really prominent <laughs> studio band playing in, in Muscle Shoals forever. So the first song on the list. <laughs> is the first song that ever topped the charts out of Muscle Shoals. It's Percy Sledge, When a Man oh. Loves a Woman. Oh, I didn't know that was from Muscle Shoals. Listen to that snare. And there's the ride symbol. There's Ronnie Van Zant in the back. He's doing it. And so when you watch the documentary, you guys were talking about Jerry Wexler. The guy who ran the studio played this for Jerry Wexler, and that's like what started the whole relationship with him Jeez. and helped bring so Aretha down to play there. Or actually, Ooh. Aretha played there for one song, and then they were like, we're never coming back here. Never coming back. We're so back the band York, had to right? come play with her, right? So next song on the list, this is Etta James, Just I'd Rather me. Go Blind. Just Check me. this out and oh, tell me geez. what current song this sounds like to you guys. Something told me it was a so, so good. 
that band that sings about Tennessee whiskey. It sounds exactly like Tennessee whiskey. They yeah. ripped this song off, didn't they? Is that Chris Stapleton? Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton. just yeah. sold that song, didn't he? Yeah. Well, you're hearing it in the background right now. Beyonce's only mistake was trying to play Etta James in, in the movie Cadillac Records. She just could not. It just was not right. So one of the cool things about Muscle Shoals is after Wexler hears Percy Sledge, he has this falling out with the studio in Memphis, and he decides to bring a, an amazing artist down to play in Muscle Shoals, an artist that is very fond of my heart. This is Wilson Pickett. The song is Ooh, Mustang Wilson Sally. Pickett Check Wilson it out. Phillips. I don't know. Listen to this Jesus. I mean, this stuff will make you scratch your face up, and you got to move. This is it. Organ in there? Mm-hmm. I always thought this was just a tad too slow, though. I hate to be the negative Wilson guy. He was famously difficult to work with. Like, he basically worked himself out of the industry. Like, he could have been a huge star, but no one liked him. They talked about that he was really difficult to work with. Uh, an interesting thing about that song is it was originally recorded by Mac Rice in 1965. And Aaron, they did not have the organ on that one. So that's one of the reasons this one stands out is that organ yeah, being added to it. That organ. But a crushes. really cool thing about that, when they originally were releasing that song, that Mac Rice, it was called Mustang Mama. And someone heard the song and told him to change it, the title to Mustang Sally, that person, Aretha Franklin. Oh, oh. Russell, this is so, oh my God. You got to listen Russell, to Aretha. This is so good. Yeah, Mustang Aretha, Mama. You were going to say something about this one. On uh, I was just going to say that it's from. I can only, every time I hear that song now, I think of the full Monty and just how funny it is. It's just a movie about guys getting naked. I don't know, but it's still as funny to me every time. <laughs> Rob, what would be your full Monty song? If you were going to be do a, a strip tease or a shoe show, if you will, what would, what would your song be? Probably it's a small world after all. And then there'd be no surprises. <laughs> I was say, what, what is your favorite thing about uh, a movie where a bunch of guys are getting naked. I just think the, the concept of it is funny where they're like, oh, we should get naked. And then everybody just does it. I was thinking of that <laughs> when I was walking through airport security, you know, because I always, I'm convinced, I know those x-ray scanners can see my junk. And so, you know what I do every time before I hop into there? I throw it around a little bit. Got to chub it up just in case there's somebody watch it, look at those pictures. <laughs> Got to give them the business. Got to look at Got to be careful though, okay? Because it is you are being watched pretty closely, so you got to look out. But I recommend to everybody before you go through, chub it up a little, bit. <laughs> just oh just God. a little bit, just a little bit of movement. Yeah, no, you can't do too much, thing. man. It's I don't like, know, man. Just do not do too little, much. Just a little bit. No, you if have you're, your bulge underwear on too. Yeah, no, you 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 cannot do too much. Otherwise, you will get pulled aside and given a number of tests that you may or may not want. I don't know. Oh, so it, Maybe in 1969, the Swampers, they're supposed to sign this exclusive deal to keep playing at this famed studios down in Muscle Shoals, but they decided to chub it up a little bit and they went out on their own and started their own studio. Jerry Wexler sets them up. So they leave the other guy high and dry and they go start their own studio and they struggle for a few years. And before we get to the next song, there was this really cool story. So they've got Leonard Skinner in there and they're sitting there and they're practicing at their studio. And this guy's in there and he's playing, he starts playing the piano tune that eventually becomes Freebird, And the guy who was yeah. playing it, Matt was their roadie. He wasn't even in the mm-hmm. band, oh, but wow. he was like a concert pianist and he was yep. playing that. And they're like, we need to record this. So they record it nine minute song. And he's trying to sell it to all these uh, record labels. No one will put out a nine minute song. So Skinner ends up leaving this studio records it somewhere else. And they make it a hit somewhere else because oh, no one God. would put out. A nine-minute hit. Can you imagine turning down Freebird? Just being like, God. I'm the guy who turned down Freebird? Yeah. 
It, it sounds but, like a lot like my ex-girlfriends who, when they see me on Facebook now, they're like, he was certainly my free bird. Here's a guy that looks like he shit his pants doing a flip into a moist ball pit. And they're like, hmm, there goes my dream man. I really missed out on him. But all of this, you know, like Freebird, all of that came out right after, you know, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, all of this stuff when they mm-hmm. got rid of just making uh, songs to be on the radio. Right. I mean, this whole thing mm-hmm. about having albums, about, you know, starting your own music, being uh, using the recording devices and then the, you know, ultimately the, the studio as like an as a form of art. You know, that's what uh, kind of you hear that throughout this whole list of why a lot of these albums from this time are on the top 100, let alone the top 500 list. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Freebird, you know, people might make fun of it because it's kind of a Southern rock song or whatever, but it's it's an awesome song. So, oh, it's so awesome. good. Every time yeah, I hear that guitar song. solo, oh, it's yeah. just a killer. Oof. Great song. Absolutely. Cost you a hundred bucks in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, it does. And they have this they have this new studio, but it's kind of struggling for a while. And then the Stones come down there and play there. But it turns out the Swampers didn't play with the Stones. They they right. played at the studio, but the Swampers didn't back them up. Right. But a song that really crushes that the Swampers backed them up on is the Staple Singers. I'll take you there. Check oh, this geez. one out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen to these drums on this scene. Like a little syncopation and the bass. You're so right, right. this is the second one, though, right? Maybe because this one sounds pretty clear to me. Like this is the this second. This sounds way different, right? This is like definitely recorded in a different studio. Oh. And to think that they started staple supply chain stores—it's crazy. <laughs> I read Rolling Stone they editor built, David they built Fricky. built the Staples Center out in LA. It's I can't crazy. believe it. And they invented the Staples Center. Staples Center, right? <laughs> the weird thing is, they had their name first and then invented the stapler. They. The Staple Singers had this thing where they're bust. They got on the bus, just full papers all over the place, loose all over the place. They're like, "What? Oh no, this is our Can contract. Collate this. How are we going to know how to put them together?" Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, it would be so cool if somebody would collate this and put it together." And little Bobby Staples got together and said, "Listen, I'm going to stick Bobby Staples sharp- and Percy Swingline Jan- Johnson. You know, got together. Yep. And that's how the Stapler is born. And that's a true story." All right, last song on the list. This is when I went out on a date in Hopkins with the girl who swore a lot. It was on Main Street. The song is Bob Seger, Main Ooh. Street. Check out oh, the band here. What a great street. Down on fucking Main Street. That is the Muscle Shoals sound, isn't it? It is, right? And there's Rob's bass line again. It's just singing. I hate this I read song Bob so much, Seger. Most of his songs were with his, his backing band, the Silver Bullet Band. Those are two pretty cool, badass bands to be playing with you name-wise, right? Who would you rather have backing you up, the Swampers or the Silver Bullet Band? Oh, I got to go with the Swampers. I feel, like I feel like if I'm hanging out with the Swampers, I'm going to be the most attractive guy in the group, right? <laughs> if it's, me, if it's swampers, Rob and the yeah. Swampers, Rob is the supermodel in the whole group. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go the Swampers, but it's yeah. close. It's so good. Russell, that was such a good list. That's, I thought oh, it was man. pretty easy. Everyone's got to go check that, check that documentary so out. It was amazing. Yeah, you tied it all together. And the, and the new studio was like two blocks away, right? I mean, they had the yeah. original, and then the new one that they built was like literally two blocks away. So it's like, yeah. It's funny, too, because Muscle Shoals is a town of like three people, right? Like, it's mostly just the studio. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, where were we? Uh, good to me as I am to you. Aaron, I wish you were as good to me as I am to you. I try, Rob. It's hard. Jeez, there she's just going off again. This is where I know I'm not allowed to talk about Radiohead, but this is where I hear this and I just can't. I can't get past 
Radiohead being higher on the list than an Aretha album. I hear I that. Can't. Uh, I you hear just that. don't get it, man. You just I don't, don't get, get it, it, don't I? This is like the art I don't get, Matt. Yeah, you just don't get it. I hear that. That's. I mean, I think that's what I was trying to trying to think about uh, in in my rolling going is that I sometimes will read a book or listen to music where it's a lot of work to try to understand it. And then I listen to something like this and I'm like, well, this just sounds fucking great. Like it's fun yep. to listen to top to bottom. Why would I ever try yeah. hard to enjoy something when I can just put this on instead? I think this, you know what you should do? I, I think we're all in our life pretty soon. We're going to have people going to college, right? And this would be a list of just like, okay, you're going to have people over and you know, it can be guys, girls, whoever you're going to have people over to your room and you're going to have to put on an album that people can listen to and you just sit and talk. This would be a top five album just to have on in the background right. that you put on to show that, hey, I'm a cool guy. I've got some taste. And it's going to set the tone of like, hey, this is a funky good time we're having in this dorm room. Okay. It definitely it right. isn't. You know, maybe your freshman roommate constantly listening to the Back to the Future soundtrack over and over and over while you're trying to sleep. So all you hear is, I'm going to go back in time, which is what filled my dorm room. Was the Back I can to do the you Future one better. Soundtrack. My freshman roommate listened to Jewel Pieces of You at night oh. on repeat. It was either that or U2 The Joshua Tree and his CD player would oh, get stuck uh-oh. and repeat Horrible. parts of The Joshua Horrible. Tree. And he, he needed to music YouTube. to sleep. Like literally while I was trying to sleep, I would hear U2 on repeat or Jewel Pieces of You. Yeah, I put this on instead. Good, good. That's a really good take, Rob. College is a crazy time, isn't it? Like if I just oh, said to somebody, you're going to go and live in this room that is small and you're going to with live with this person stranger. that we, you've never met before, right? And you're just going to live with them? You'd be like, oh, God, you couldn't pay me to do that. You'd be like, oh, no, that's the funny part, actually. (laughs) You're going to pay quite a bit of money, and you're going to learn a lot of things that I was thinking of this the other day. I don't know if I use anything I learned in college in my job, except for the fact that I went to college. So I tell kids like, hey, this is what I did wrong in college. You shouldn't do this. Like, I don't know if I actually, actually, and and probably being a roommate was the number one skill I learned of like, oh, I am a slob. Like it, did, did, did your did your roommate the first four years not tell you to not put the towels in the sink or, or <laughs> we shared a bath we didn't share a bathroom my my did freshman that, year roommate was messier than I was did that roommate get you bologna sandwiches when you were sleeping in bed God, I wish I would have married that guy oh that would have been so awesome uh, uh, and I would have said to him hey come back baby Ooh, is it tr- what is it true that Eric Clapton played the guitar on the last song too yes. He's yeah, he's on the credits, yeah. And this one has got King Curtis on it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Playing sax. Oh, there's a little flute on this one. This this had a lot of music going on. Yeah. If I could play the bass like this, I would never do anything else in my life. I think this was my dream when I started playing the bass. Now that I've dunked a basketball, that dream out of my way. (laughs) I'm done with that. Now I want to play like this on this song. Is this King Curtis on this one, Russell, you said? I think so, yeah. She had clout. Like she had clout. I think it's King Curtis on the tenor sax, and then I know right. there were two flute players on the on the song. Two flute players. <laughs> two. Two. If one's good, two is better. Grooving. But yeah, was this is this one was this one by the Rascals first? Look it up. We should. Know I don't know. Else I know, Aaron, just to get you get that carving knife going again. The young this rascals, have, yeah. This does have the sweet inspirations on it, so I know Ooh, you like the sweet inspirations. Go. You know, yes, you know that. I'll get the chef's knife. <laughs> Chef knife <laughs> sharpened in here. ready to cut. <laughs> ready to go through the x-ray machine at the airport. 
<laughs> song was written by Cavalieri's newfound interest in Afro-Cuban music. Oh, it's nice, oh I hear nice, that. Easy, oh, yeah. uh, I hear that. Oh, good. Grooves. Ain't yeah. no way. Oh, this thing is a killer. This is the third single off this album. Did better than Chain of Fools. Is this the last? Is this the last song? Yeah. This is a pretty great way to end an album with her just crushing it, right? It sounds like the studio cannot hold her. It just no. sounds like she needed to be in a huge concert. I shouldn't talk, but she's singing. Yeah, if, imagine if Vince McMahon had to record this studio. He would sound terrible, wouldn't oh. he, Rob? Oh, it, yeah. it'd be. <laughs> Vince, Vince, you gotta get way. You gotta get way closer. That was terrible. This album is so funky. This is so good. God, I gotta say, guys. I have regretted doing this podcast so, so many Why? times. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love it. I love it. Uh, although hiding from my family on Christmas Day because I have to finish an edit, was, I was thinking, hmm, am I getting too into this podcast? But listening to an album like this, it was it's so worth it. It's so good. I mean, it just is. I don't get to rank these albums, but I love this. I thought this would, should be way higher up on the list. I think it should be higher than the other uh, one that we listened to. I don't know. Let's get into the ratings. With hot takes like that, I don't know why I don't do actual ratings. That was so good. So detailed. By the way, my kid used the word ain't the other day in conversation and somebody like corrected her. And I was like, are we still doing that? We're still, we're still correcting. Just say perfectly fine to say. Yeah. Just say ain't. People know what you're saying when you say it. Yeah. Who cares? I think it's more of a, it's an affect. Just let them do it. Listen, this is the rating system. This is album 75. Okay. Is this album at 75 rolling well-toned? That means it is perfect. Okay. So when we sit down and we make this list and we're putting albums once again against each other, kind of in a head to head Royal rumble of albums. Okay. Let's say we got 500 albums. They're all in the ring. They're looking at each other. They're tossing each other. Uh Oh, there go the slits. They got tossed out already. Uh Oh, there goes the Joshua tree. It got tossed out already. Would this Lady Soul, okay, great name for an album. Too bad. I'm disappointed there was not a song called Lady Soul on the album. Would this get tossed out of the ring at 75 uh, right before uh, the college dropout, which would be tossed out of the ring right after that? Again, we are using my WrestleMania. uh, What if Aretha and Aretha's albums both got in the ring at the same time? Like they were number one and number two in the Royal Rumble. Oh, Now, Russell, now you've got me thinking. And I, I like when I start thinking. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about that strawberry ice cream that you're going to eat later. Uh, what that would do to my stomach. So is this a rolling well tone? That means it is perfect at 75. Is this a rolling groan? Ugh, this should not have been this high. This should be later down. <laughs> Listen, Muscle Shoals plus Aretha Franklin. Who needs that? That is not what I want. Or is this a rolling boned? Okay, this should have been way higher than 75. We should have heard this earlier on the list. Now, of course, that means if you're going to the Rolling Stone website, you should have been, this should have been clicked on later because you do click 100 to 80 and then you go 80 to 60 and then you go 60 to 40 and then you go 40 to 20. And the last page is an interminable 20 to one. Now, if you have not visited the Rolling Stone top 500 albums webpage, I highly recommend it. It is full of fun tidbits it makes, uh, it, it basically is what we base this podcast around. Okay. It's like that, but more fun. So think about that. And again, every time I edit this part of the podcast, I am so bored. I don't know who enjoys this. I certainly don't. And I'm in charge of it. <sighs> okay. So Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling grown. And don't forget your wife took the garbage out because you didn't. 
It's true, and I do I do appreciate that, and I wish that I had taken it out, but we had a busy night, and I just did, did a busy day. It's I only nine o'clock. Choices your time. I should still have time. I love no, I love how we, yeah. we had a busy day. We did a lot of stuff. I did not take out the garbage. My wife, <laughs> I messed up. I will. I I agree. And sweetheart, if you're listening, I apologize. Next time, I'll get the garbage out. Yeah. But I will say about this album, man. I I don't know how you can possibly. Anytime we get to hear Aretha, it it really seems to me that she is one artist who, even though she has two appearances in the top 75 on this list, I just don't think Rolling Stone did right by her. I think when it mm-hmm. comes to soul music, when it comes to pop singing, there's nobody else who does it like her. And on this one, when she's with a great band, what could be better? I'm with Rob. I actually think I'm not even sure this is my favorite Aretha album. I think Young, Gifted and Black, which we haven't even heard yet, might be better because it has Rocksteady. And daydreaming on it, and it has Billy Preston, and it has Donny Hathaway and Bernard Purdy. But I'm not even going to get into that. This one, okay, Rolling it better Bone. have Bernard this, Purdy, this one, or that's going to be straight too. Definitely does. He played on Rocksteady. He did. He did the beat for Rocksteady. But uh, yeah, this is Rolling Bone. It has to be higher. She's just too good. Matt, what do you think? Rolling Boned, Rolling Well Toned, or Rolling Grown? I mean, we keep getting into these these discussions, and I think that if you say that Aretha Franklin is a top singer of all time yes right like is this album i mean is there any different it, to me and i'm a little bit of a contrarian take here is there Great. that much like of a it. difference between uh you know album eight and album 14 i mean i think i get caught up in the fact that she's got 14 albums in like eight years right and then after mm-hmm. that there's another 14 and so it's almost like a greatest hits if you will it's just people just spit them out this album together, great. Like like uh, Aaron said, great singing, great ba- great songs, great backup, great musicians, all that stuff. So I'll just say, uh, you know, there's there's absolutely no argument of Aretha as a singer, her place in history for the pop uh, scene and everything, you know, from where she started on on forward. Uh, but I'll just say this: this album is rolling, well toned, right here at seventy five. I just want to say that. Uh, Young, Gifted, and Black is not even the next Aretha album we're going to do. We have Amazing Grace at 154. Oh, well, that's also fantastic. And then Young, Gifted, and Black is all the way at 388, Aaron. So just to put that into perspective. I know, but I also want to warn you guys. I see this on Rob's screen. When we get to that that run of J. Dilla Donuts, Radiohead in Rainbows, and Aretha, Young, Gifted, and Black, I'm going to be insufferable. uh, Ten years from now when we hit that stuff, you're going to hate listening to me talk. Don't forget right before that, we have Rocket to Russia by the Ramones. So it's going to be a real Ooh, bunch of different music fun. that we're listening to. It's going to be fun. Pixies <laughs> a couple after that. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> Just to let you know, Aaron, we will be doing that album in 2028. Okay. Oh At which point your child will be how old? My child will have turned 18, by the way. Mine will so be she and I will be out smoking cigarettes <laughs> yeah. together and buying lottery tickets. Uh, oh, no. So your kid's going to be how old at that time? I think he'll be 11. It'll yeah, be 11, 28. Yeah. Just old enough in some States to get his firearms license. So I think that's going to be a good mix. Oh, I think no. that's going to be fun. <laughs> get his own love. Uh, well, no, you, he's going to be obsessed with guns. You might as well make it safe. That's always the way it goes. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Russell. Kids should learn how to get a firearms license. Give me a break. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling grown? I think I would just echo what Matt and Aaron said to me. You've got amazing backup artists, the swampers, like we were talking about King Curtis, You've got amazing songwriters that are writing songs. Aretha wrote some of them, but a lot of them, you know, the Carol King one, all these songs are amazing. The lyrics are great. You got the greatest singer ever. I don't see how this shouldn't be rated higher on the list. You listen to like 10 of the last albums we've listened to. I just, I don't see how this is below 
half of those. So this should, it is rolling boned. It should be higher on the list. You know who's a great backup artist? My dad, when he's putting the boat in at the boat ramp, he was he just put it right back. I was, it was un- incredible. That's that a, is one, it's a great thing. That's that one thing I learned turn. as I got turn older. Into the turn. Oh, it's That's the key. Backing up stuff in front of other guys at a boat ramp is one of the most emas- emasculating. Emasculating? Is that the right word? Demasculating. No, I don't Dis- think it's demasculating. Dis- dismasculating. Promasculating. It's pro- <laughs> we'll do that later. The, the only more demasculating <laughs> thing is when you're the one who finally gets the boat backed in and it takes a while and then you start driving the boat around and you realize you forgot to put the plug in. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, yeah. We're going to be doing that later too. Uh, guys, they, actually, this is a rolling Aretha Frank loan. Get it, Aaron. Get it, Aaron. Puzzle pieces. <laughs> Male, female. Aaron will not be doing that later because he forgot about the trash. Uh, rolling. This is a rolling Aretha Frank loan. Guys, what else do you need to say? It's a it's Aretha Franklin. Everything she sings sounds wonderful. And with the with these backup artists, the the funky bass, the great rhythm, even with this dirty sound, like it 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 was so fun to listen to. I if I if this is a CD that got stuck in my car for the rest of my life, I, w- I couldn't even be mad about it. What can you do? Next up, we have one of the few autobiographical albums on this whole list. It's all about Jimmy Snuka. We've got <laughs> Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. Superfly. Superfly. By the way, I saw Jimmy Snuka live in Rochester when he was there one time. But you're just too lazy to Don't look up Jimmy Snuka, by the way, and we could be a very no, problematic no, not a good do, not, do not read about it. <laughs> Believe it or not, one of many pro wrestlers who you did not want to make a hero growing up. Mental health issues yep. seem to be abound there. Beck did it better. Okay, Russell. Guys, I dropped... I dropped some of the strawberry seeds from my milkshake onto the floor, and now it's wet like the bottom of a trampoline park. <laughs> oh, did you see the floor? Do I need to? I, do I need to clean it up, or can oh. I just see the floor? I didn't even think about it being seeds at the bottom of the bone foam pit. Now it's. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna go chop off my toes. That is so gross. I, and you know what's really sad is as soon as I put my foot down there and I touched wet foam. I instantly thought of you guys. No, <laughs> you're like great material. Like, this is going to the podcast. 